the sounds from my favorite table at my favorite little meatball shop here in Istanbul. And I know you've probably already gone through this, but, um, you know, to be able to sit outside and to eat and to see people and the shops are open and the moods have improved and everything, it's just, um, it's great. Like, really, it's great. I hope you're great, too. Uh, back after a week off. And let me tell you, we're about to make up for it. It's a show called Rough Sundays. I'm Eric S. Queen. You're you. And let's start off with a little pops. bother me, honey, that a piece of roast beef can't fix up. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Pops. A man works hard, then comes on home. Expects to find stew with that fine ham bone. He opens the door, then starts to look in. Say, woman, what's this stuff you cooking? Now all that meat and no potatoes I just seen right there like a green tomato. Here I'm waiting, palpitating with all that meat and no potatoes. All that meat and no potatoes. All that food to the alligators. Now hold me steady, I'm really ready. Now all that meat. And no potatoes. I don't think that peas are bad. With me, most anything goes. Yes, I looked in the pot. I'm fit to fight. Cause, woman, you know that mess just ain't right. That's all. Oh, all that meat and no potatoes. Just ain't right like green tomatoes. Woman, I'm steaming, yeah, really screaming. All that meat and no
so bad with me most anything goes. That's what I like about you. I looked in the pot and what a sight. Cause woman, you know without rice, beans just ain't right. Oh, pops, all that meat and no potatoes just ain't right like green tomatoes. Now, woman, I'm steaming and I'm really screaming. It ain't ration. All that meat and no potatoes. Armstrong, of course, and Velma Middleton. All that meat and no potatoes. Show called Rough Sundays. I think Velma was actually from Oklahoma. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, I need a sip of coffee. And I'm in a hurry, so I can't edit this. So sorry that you have to hear. It's not COVID. It's just dry throat. Wait. Ah, better coffee. Mm. But, um... Yeah, All That Meat and No Potatoes uh, from the 40s. And like a lot of songs of the 40s, has a subliminal message to it. But this is a family show, and we're not going to get into that. You can kind of read into that. But I think, um, you know, we look at Louis as this uh, amazing ambassador of just happiness and, and New Orleans. And, and he was um, incredible. I've got a couple Louis Armstrong tattoos on me. But, you know, Louis wasn't always the... Um, that clean-cut, beautiful smile, traveling the world and playing his trumpet in front of the pyramids. Uh, Louis was a bit of a, a bit of a naughty boy. I mean, most people were, you know. Uh, we've talked about the book Empire of Sin. Unbelievable book. You need to pick this up. The story of Storyville uh, in New Orleans. Kind of how jazz kind of came into its own anyway. But Louis, you know, most people in Storyville had to, well, they had to find employment by numerous of areas. But um, anyway, pick that book up, Empire Sin. I'm rambling already and we're just getting started. Um, Istanbul, we're here three, four more weeks Then a big adventure. We'll get into that later. But you want music and I've, I've got to have <coughs> some more coffee because my throat's killing me. Um, so let us have you. Let us give you. Let us have. Let us provide. Oh. A little bit of preparation would make this show a lot better, Queen. Uh, let's do some. Let's do some old Sam Cooke and his band, the Soul Stars.
I know a gal named Sadie Green, the hottest gal in New Orleans. She loves to dance, she loves to sing, says she take a chance on any old thing. The other night down at the hall, when the band would play, Miss Sadie'd go on that floor and this is what she say. Now how am I doing? Hey, hey. Tweet, 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 twa, twa. Now how am I doing? Hey, hey. Oh, gee, oh, baby, oh, sure. Now I'm not bragging, but it's understood that everything I do, I should do good. Now how am I doing? Hey, hey. Tweet, 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 twa, twa. Boom, boom, how am I doing? Hey, hey. Oh, tweet, 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 twa, twa. How am I doing? Hey, hey, old Jean, baby, show. I only meant to do a little bit. You done made me like it and it just can't quit. How am I doing? Hey, hey, old tweet, 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 wah, seagulls in the background of the many 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 things i love about istanbul you know you have this convergence of is it convergence of birds and confluence of bodies of water i had something really poetic set up there but anyway i'm just saying i like the the pigeons and the seagulls i like those sounds outside of my window but um anyway i want to talk i want to talk i want to talk about uh somebody that we've already talked and played before but Django Reinhardt, easily one of my top 10, maybe top five. And, you know, it's easy to listen to Django because you hear a lot of Django without probably even realizing it's Django. But but so huge was his impact and so kind of so unique was his sound that for a very long time, before it was coined gypsy jazz, and we've discussed before if that's an offensive or non-offensive term, but for sake of the story, we're going to say gypsy jazz. But But before it was called gypsy jazz... It was known simply as Django music. And that's what like, literally people would call this sound, this, this Romani. Like, we've talked about his story before, and, and you probably know his story. But I want to do it once more because it's incredible. 17 years old, he had, you know, just, well, he'd, he'd, sorry, he'd married uh, under Romani law, but it wasn't recognized by French law. But 
kind of a different story. But he was living in this this Romani settlement right outside of Paris, as so many Romanis were at the time. And one night he he went to bed, and I guess it was either a cigarette or a candle let his or set set his wagon on fire, and a bunch of flammable stuff. You know, it it, it caught fire instantly because there was the chemicals used to make the the fake flowers that they sold. Anyway big fire in his caravan and he almost died. He was um, screwed. The the French doctors wanted to amputate his leg. He said no and he would end up having to use a cane for the rest of his life and his hand was even worse, his left hand. You know, long story short, he could only use, after the fire, he could only use his index and middle finger. So he taught himself to, to play that way, which is why you get this, or how you get this, this Django sound as previously mentioned. Um, just the way he, I don't know enough about music or guitars, but the way he had to move quickly between the two created this, this, this Django sound. But also what makes this fascinating was what this sound encompassed or what it, um, I don't want to say absorbed, but what, okay, okay you, I'm trying to explain this and make sense to myself. You rarely hear a drum in a Django Reinhardt song, right? He compensates that by, by keeping the rhythm going. And it's the same way with the horn section. They just, they let the violin take over, which was played for a long time by his brother, if I'm not wrong. But anyway, you've got a, a, a Romani, um, Gypsy, as they're sometimes called, who almost dies in a fire, messes up his hand. His hand makes him play a new way. That sound encompasses uh, a drum and his brother with the violin, the horn, and then you get the Django sound. Like, I know I'm, I hope I'm making, I just love that. I love that story. So, so few musicians ever really create their own sound. You know, think about that. Like, who created their own sound? Uh, Beach Boys? Okay. Uh, Bjork? Who else? Like, think, like, think about bands that can can only rage against the machine maybe um like the, the bands that could only create their own sound that you hear that and you immediately know who it is because it's just that uh the doors maybe i mean yeah we could say the doors i mean say what you want about jim morrison he was fine he was interesting whatever but but what ray manzarek was doing on that organ was like some of the spookiest stuff ever. like no ray manzarek no doors um but anyway, there are hundreds of others, and I'm going on a tangent here. But Django, like Django, Django's my guy. Django's my go-to, especially, especially for Sunday mornings. So I want to take it way, way back and play something. I mentioned his brother that he played with. He and his brother formed a band called the Quintet de Hot Club France. And uh, this is a song called St. Louis Blues. Thank you. 
so good. I mean, the coffee's good, but it's the Django Reinhardt's good. St. Louis Blues, Rough Sundays, America's Queen. Hi. Now, let me tell you about the most wonderful album I've stumbled upon, I would say, in the past month. So you know, obviously, you know, this show, we're into funk and we're into soul, but also gospel, you know, and then and this show just it sent me down so many rabbit holes on Spotify and um, what was it before when we had the show a couple years back? When you, Was it Pandora? The app that, like, if you like this, you'll listen to it. Anyway, it sends me down a, a bunch of rabbit holes. And I wish, I wish, I wish I remember the path to how I arrived at this album I want to talk about. But, but I found this, this compilation called Good God Born Again Funk. That's good God with, you know, exclamation. I don't want to do it because I'm an old white guy and I'm going to sound ridiculous. But good God, born again funk. And it's it's Christian soul and funk tracks from the 70s and 80s. And it's it's wonderful. Like it's absolutely wonderful. If you if you search good God, exclamation point, born again funk, even the, the rarely pleased pitchfork raves about this album. Like it's so good. I think you can find it on Spotify. Good God, exclamation point. Born Again Funk. And just to prove that point, I want to hit you with the little golden echoes packing a grip.
Funkin' for Jesus. It's so good. Good God, Boarding and Funk. Look up that album. As soon as you're done here, please don't leave early. I need the validation. But it's a wonderful album. And it's a wonderful show. It's Rough Sundays. Hope you're wonderful. Um, now, end of the show. And you're very nice to, to let me pick whatever track that I fancy. You know, can be upbeat, can be downbeat, can be hip-hop, can be rock, whatever. So this week, I, I, I first need to take you back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. This summer of 1993, a very skinny, awkward 17-year-old kid with the weird and embarrassing last name and his friends were cruising the mall and we saw a CD in a window that looked, interesting isn't the word, it looked dangerous, I guess you could say. And dangerous because it, it had a bunch of collaborations from artists that we knew, but we'd actually never heard of of joining forces before, you know, and like hard-hitting artists. Like this wasn't like Simon and Garfunkel. This was like, who, who was on this album? Slayer and Ice-T. Uh, Living Color and Run DMC did a track together. So Slayer and Ice-T, in case you don't know the album I'm talking about, I should, I should list this out better. One track was by Slayer and Ice-T. Another track was by Run DMC and Living Color. Another track was Pearl Jam with Cypress Hill. Another track was Dinosaur Jr. with Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. And yet another track was Booyah Tribe and Faith No More. We're talking, of course, about the soundtrack to Judgment Night. Now, you'll remember, you know, getting back to the story, you remember we were 17, so we couldn't get into the R-rated movie, of which this was a soundtrack for the movie Judgment Night. But we were able to pull our money and get the CD, and the CD, I mean, it, it took our heads off. You know, it was it was one of these real, like a real Jim Jarmusch setting, you know, for kids that just desperately wanted to get out of Oklahoma. Like Tulsa's, Tulsa's hyper cool now, but back in the day, it was not. You know, we just wanted to escape and then like all of our angst and, and lack of success with girls and not having any money. It just kind of came together in my car in the Woodland Hills Mall, park, Woodland Hills Mall parking lot, I should say. And we just cranked this album as high as it would go and probably drained the battery on my little Hyundai car. And it was, it was magnificent, you know? Like ages and ages and ages and ages ago when I started Rough Sundays, it was because of, of a moment in time that dealt with music. You know, Dad and I were on our way to church and I was just playing this compilation gospel CD that I had. And we both just kind of looked at each other and nodded like, yeah, this is good. It was kind of the same way. It was just one of those galvanizing times that, that, that you have in your teenage years and a place that you want to get out of. And Judgment Night was just this. It was an explosion. It was just this. They, they get us. They understand us. And it was anger. And oh, it just, it was wonderful. I shouldn't say anger. Like that shouldn't be the adjective. It was everything. But it was, you know, it tapped into that that need to escape and need to just kind of scream. And anyway, it's an amazing album. And I know there's a terrible preface for a song, for a show that's about nice Sunday mornings and based on gospel, but uh, it's beautiful outside as I look at the bright blue skies and the coffee's kicking in and I hope you're well. So I want to play you uh, one of the more upbeat and not angry. Sorry, I would. I feel bad for saying angry now. I'll come up with better descriptors and I'll circle back next week. But anyway, my favorite track of that uh, compilation, it is De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. And it's a track called Fallen. 
remember when I used to be dope. Yeah. I own a pocket full of fame. But look what you're doing now. I know. Well, I know. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Cause I got loose circuits. So loose. I be the mother goose with the eggs that seem to be Oh, it's so good, though, right? Teenage Fan Club, De La Soul, Judgment Night Soundtrack, Rough Sundays, Erica's Queen. 
that does it. That's it. That's the show. Um, I'm going, I think now that the lockdown is over, I think this really famous flea market in Istanbul is opening up. So I'm going to go see if I can find some some treasures. Um, as I mentioned, only three weeks left here in Istanbul before the next big adventure. And it's a big one. We'll get into that later. Um, but saying that, like looking at the calendar as I am right now on the remaining, excuse me, 20 something days that I have in Istanbul. And I haven't done a good job of digging into the music scene here, right? Or what the music scene was in Istanbul during the, the 20s and the 30s. And I should do that. Shame on me. I will do that. I will get up off of my behind and I'll find some good tracks from, from Istanbul, you know, changing from like the Ottoman times into the modern times, which was the 20s and 30s. And it's super interesting. I have a book here that I've been reading. Maybe we'll get it. It's not a book show, Eric. Shut up. Anyway, see you next week.